Hey guys, before we start, I have a favor to ask. It's a small favor, but it goes such a long way in me growing this platform. Can you think of one human in your world that would benefit from this podcast? If so, please share it with them, shoot them a message, or simply just post this on your Instagram. I'm so excited to connect with you all and even more florists around the globe and am forever grateful to you. Welcome back to another Flower Ed podcast. I had an experience over the last couple of days with a client, a potential client who is now a client that I wanted to chat through with you guys so that you can apply this in your own business and just sort of open your eyes because I think it may surprise some of you. So this couple who are so, so beautiful, they came to me inquiring with a budget of 7k roughly in that kind of range and we jumped on a call and had a chat and we jumped straight into the vision how they wanted the space to look and feel and what they were kind of like as a couple and this was over zoom so I could see them and we were building a nice sort of relationship throughout the call and then we started chatting about pricing so after the call I was going to create a quote so I was saying to them, what, where are you guys wanting to land? Now, I don't say, so 7K is your budget, question mark, because then they're just going to agree and say yes, or they're more likely to, to say yes. Instead, I say something like, where are you wanting to land? What's your upper limit? What number would be on a quote that would freak you guys out? What is the range that you guys are wanting to wanting to stick in. So I just try and word it in a way that talks about the the very highest quote that I could send that they would be happy with. Now, a lot of the time, and as this is going to teach you, a lot of clients will come to you with a different price range, a different budget than what they sign the contract at. So, so important to keep in mind. So as I mentioned, they came to me with a 7K budget. I built this relationship and trust throughout the conversation. And then we chatted about pricing, said, what's your upper limit? And they went, "Mm, let's say like 12, 13. Isn't that crazy? They, They came to me with a 7K budget. If I had just sent the quote at 7K or below to try and get them to say yes, They might have said yes, but one, you don't get as much profit from it. And two, the space is not going to look how they envisioned. So because we jumped on a call and I got to build that trust with them face to face, (laughs) face to screen, it meant that we could have an open conversation about money. And this is such an important point to remember is that you need to go in really confident to talk about pricing. There is no emotions on your side attached to the pricing. You were just talking factually. It's like, what is the upper limit? What's the number? Just think about the numbers, not even pricing. It's just thinking about what number would be on that quote that they would say no to. Or what is their upper limit? Where are they wanting to land if they were to stretch? And they said like 10, 12, like no, no more than 13 kind of thing. 
So I created a quote, came back to them. One of the quotes came to about 10K. We shuffled things around and they signed the contract within 24 hours. Build trust with them. Talk about money. Come in really confidently and you're just talking about numbers. That's literally it. It's like, I'm going to give you this, these flowers. What do you want to give me back? That's all it is. You're the one that is putting the emotions into it. If you come in and you're really nervous to talk about it and you kind of just skip over it, bypass it, or you just rush through it, just saying, oh, your budget's 7K, like that's what you said on the form. Is that right? And they say, yep. Like you're, you're missing out on the opportunity, not only for you to make more money, which is the aim of the game, may I remind you, but also they don't get the chance to spend that money, which means they don't get the chance to have an even more incredible space that that higher budget will bring. Another example of this, I sent a quote to a bride who said her budget was around four to six K. The quote came up to the 6k mark because that's all they needed that's what they were envisioning came up to about the 6k mark and she came back saying oh it's actually a really small wedding I think we're wanting to just cap it at three I said that's totally fine we can definitely shuffle things around just letting you know we actually have a minimum of 4k let me know if you're happy to lift to that point if not I'm more than happy to send through a list of other floors that's it you don't have to defend yourself. You don't have to put your own emotions onto it. You're literally talking facts. The facts are you've got a minimum. The facts are their budget's below the minimum. You ask them if they want to lift or you can send other floors. Like it's that simple. Like a lot of the time we are making it harder than it needs to be. And we're the ones putting the emotions onto it. And she came back saying, yep, totally fine. Happy to lift please send through another amended quote. So, so wanting to work with you. People, they're not, it's not this rigid thing where they, they say 6K and it's 6K end of story. It's, that's just not the case. And especially when you reach those higher budgets, funnily enough, the higher budget brides, they actually just want a really beautiful space and a thousand bucks to them to add on something isn't as much of a big deal as it is for someone with only 2K. And that is me just talking numbers from experience because obviously some people, they don't want to spend more money than that, or they may not have the ability to spend more money than that. So obviously they're going to be worried about every dollar that's spent. That's completely normal. I'm not judging anyone. I'm talking numbers and facts. These are the facts. The higher budget brides, they might have an extra like 5K that they're not telling you about. And that's the same for anyone. You know, even if it's a 5K bride, they might land at 8K and be happy to spend that money. So much more goes into the decision of the yes or the no, whether they're going to work with you or not. So much more goes into that than the price. Because here's the thing, if they want to work with you and you can give them such a good service before they're actually your client, they're going to find the money. If they're envisioning this space that they're dreaming of and they really want to work with you and they really want that quote, they're going to find the money. 
Hey, just jumping in really quickly to let you know about the fun party we're having over on Instagram in the close friends list. If you want early bird offers, new exclusive deals before everyone else and some cheeky behind the scenes, then just DM me close friends at flower.ed double underscore and I'll add you into all of the fun. Take this for example, in real life, if you go and get a car service and they say, we need to put on four new tires, they're completely bald. What happens? You find the money because you have to. People can always find money for what they consider a must. If the bride is considering 7K, but she's happy to lift to 12 They might not just come to you saying that initially because you haven't built that trust yet or they don't know how much things cost. So if someone comes to you with a certain budget, I just want you to remember that that is just the first step. That's just the initial point. It's not this rigid thing. It's generally pretty flexible. From my experience, getting a lot and hundreds and hundreds of inquiries come through A lot of the time it ranges. That's just the first initial thing. So on my two forms that I send out initially, they both ask for a budget. And guess what? A lot of the time they come back with a different answer. Isn't that hilarious? A different answer. One might say five. The other says seven. One might say nine. The other says 12. It varies completely. And that's before you've even spoken to them. Like that's during that first initial part. Then if you can build trust by jumping on a call, jumping on a Zoom, talking about pricing, sending quotes, sending emails, having communication with them really quickly too. This isn't like a 10,000 step deep process. It's just, where's your upper limit? What will you guys be happy spending? It's just the facts. Take the emotions out of it because you're the one that is putting the emotions into it when it doesn't need to be that way. You need to come into this space just talking numbers. It's just like talking about the color palette. Do you want pink or do you want green? Do you want to spend eight or do you want to spend 10? It's exactly the same. We're just talking facts and details. That's it. But instead, a lot of the time, and I say this from experience, I'm putting my hand up. For about two years in my business, I was terrified to talk about money. I put so much emotions on it and so much of my own money shit onto it. And that's not fair because number one, you're not going to get as much money. You're not going to get as much profit. You're not going to be able to pay yourself, pay your freelancers, grow this business. But number two, like I said, you're not going to be able to give them the opportunity to spend that money. People want to spend money. Say you're going out to treat yourself to a new handbag. There's two options. The first option is $50. The second option is $400. Which one feels better? Which one feels like you're treating yourself? Which one gives you that feeling of like, damn, I worked hard and I bought that nice handbag? The $400 one. Even though there's the $50 one there, it does the same thing. It's a bag. It holds things. It does the same thing. There's a completely different feeling behind it. And that's the same with budgets. Spending 2K is going to be a completely different feeling to spending 8K. We're talking about feelings in that sense, but that's it. 
People want to spend money. You need to allow them to spend the money. It's like when a guy comes in at Valentine's and he wants to spoil his new girlfriend. He doesn't want to buy a $30 posy. He's like, here's $300, send the most beautiful, luxurious bouquet you possibly can. Because that feeling is attached to that price point. But it's not about you being emotional and putting your own money crap onto it. If you feel like you're constantly defending yourself or cutting yourself short, I want you to have a look at your money mindset. What are the money stories you were telling yourself growing up? What are the money stories you heard growing up? What were your parents telling you about money? What were your siblings telling you about money? What were your bosses at work telling you about money? What did you hear about money growing up? That's going to unlock a lot. Is it that money is scarce? Is it that we need to hold on to money and never let it go? It's not the point of money. Money's to be invested to make more money. Was it that money doesn't grow in trees? Was it that money is evil? How do you look at people who have money? Do you look at them and think, ugh, snobs? Because if that's how you think about money, how are you going to bring more money into your life? Why would you want to have that feeling from other people if that's how you think about people who have money? Get really, really curious about your money mindset because you might be throwing that all over the place onto your own clients. Once you clean that up and you clean up your money mindset and you stop leaking everywhere, which is exactly what I was doing, it changes the game. You come into it with a whole different behavior and attitude. You talk about money differently. You're aiming to get as much money as you possibly can. And me even saying that, I bet right now, That is triggering some of you. Don't be greedy. Oh, you're so up yourself because all all you're thinking about is money. Oh, she's just trying to rip everyone off and get more money for herself. Oh, she's selfish. If any of those thoughts have naturally, and let me tell you, it's a primal thing, have come into your mind and your world, that is from childhood conditioning literally. And if you were to change that, you would enter this world a completely different way, talking about money with your clients. If that's how you think when I say that sentence, why would you want to get more money and have other people think that about you? Imagine if instead you thought, how cool are people with money? Like how fun? Wow. I wonder what they did to get there. Imagine the opportunities. How cool would it be if I could grow my business to that? That's so sick. I can't wait to be there one day. Doesn't that feel so different? That's going to make you want to be that person. That's going to make you want to bring more money into your world. That's going to make you want to quote higher on your quotes. That's going to make you want to increase your prices. So get really curious. Journal it out. Do some self-inquiry and figure out What is going on in your head when you're talking and thinking and experiencing money? Is the word money even triggering in itself? Is it like, oh, I've got none. I've got none. I've got no money. I've got no money. I've got no money. Do you think people with money would be saying that? Do you think people would be behaving in that way? Do you think they'd be on that level of frequency of vibes? Do you think that's going to attract more money into your world? 
Probably not. In fact, I promise you not. <laughs> <laughs>